Good morning. I'm Maya Wimala. Today is October 31st. Sunny and bright here, and today is Halloween. A favorite holiday for my daughter, I know. When my kids were younger, they really enjoyed creating their own costumes. And, uh, it was a they've they've retained a fondness for it even as adults. So today, you know, we finished on Friday. We finished our pilgrimage book, a pilgrim's companion probably backwards for you, maybe not, A Pilgrim's Companion, edited by Ken of Isaka Kawasaki. And uh, we had a 35-day pilgrimage, an imaginary, an armchair traveler's uh, 35-day experience. And I said at one point, I wanted to read the um, a couple of suttas that come up. One was the Ratana Sutta, and uh, this this is the Mahamangala Sutta, the Great Discourse on Blessings. And this is one we often chant. I'd like what I want to do is read it in English because I know often we hear it chanted. We chant it in uh, Pali, but it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful teaching, has a lot of uh, lovely, beautiful points in it that are important to understand. Hi, Steve. So I'm going to read it in English, the Maha Mangala Sutta, Great Discourse on Blessings. Thus have I heard, and when, when, we, uh, when we see thus have I heard, or Ewam Me Sutang, at the beginning of a sutta, thus have I heard, it's uh, an Ananda, the bhikkhu and a cousin of the Buddhas, was his uh, companion and kind of a, his um, assistant. But his, he had an incredible skill for memorization. So when he memorized, he, his uh, commitment to the Buddha, his condition was that if if Ananda wasn't with him when the Buddha was teaching and gave a talk, that he would come back and tell Ananda, Abhiku Ananda, he would tell him the teaching and then Ananda would remember it. And so the, a lot of the suttas start with, thus have I heard. So he either heard it from the Buddha when he gave the teaching the first time or the Buddha would uh, tell him the teaching again. So that's a very, uh, uh, it's a beautiful opening because when you hear those words, these are teachings that we think of as being close, closest to the Buddha's actual teachings. Thus have I heard, on one occasion the Sublime One was living near Sawati at Jeta's Grove in the park of Anattapindika. Anattapindika was a very wealthy uh, uh, donor and uh, someone who was very generous to the monks and helped them out and had built a park 
uh, park for them where they could stay, especially during the rainy season. Then, in the middle of the night, a certain deity of astounding beauty, lighting up the entire Jetta's Grove, approached the Sublime One. Drawing near, she paid homage to the Sublime One and stood to one side. And this is a standard thing. You pay, you pay homage to the, to the teacher, or in this case, to the Tathagata, to the Buddha, and then you would move and, you know, move to a place by that person or in, maybe in front of them if it was a large group. Standing thus, the deity addressed the Sublime One in verse. So this deity is what we might think of as an angel or a spirit, but they were on what we consider in Buddhism that they're just on a different level of existence. So they may not be visible, uh, but they also wanted to listen to the Buddha because they also were going through uh, samsara, but in a different, different realm, a heavenly realm, usually. So, standing thus, the deity addressed the Sublime One in verse, Many deities and humans have pondered on blessings, desiring their well-being. Tell me the blessing supreme. The Buddha's reply, to associate not with the foolish, to be with the wise, to honor the worthy ones, this is a blessing supreme. To reside in a suitable location, to have good past deeds done, to set oneself in the right direction, this is a blessing supreme. Great learning and craft and a discipline well-trained in, and whatever utterance is well-spoken. This is a supreme, is a blessing supreme. To be well-caring of mother, of father, looking after spouse and children, to engage in a harmless occupation. This is a blessing supreme. Selfless giving, living the just life, supporting all relatives, and blameless action. This is a blessing supreme. To cease and abstain from evil, complete restraint from intoxicants, to be diligent in virtuous practices. This is a blessing supreme. To be reverent and humble, content and grateful, to hear the Dhamma at the right time. This is a blessing supreme to be patient and obedient, the seeing of recluses, to discuss the Dhamma at the right time. This is a blessing supreme. To live austerely and purely, to see the noble truths, and to realize Nibbana. This is a blessing supreme. A mind unshaken when touched by the worldly states, sorrowless, stainless, and secure, this is the blessing supreme. Those who have fulfilled all these are everywhere invincible. They find well-being everywhere. Theirs is the blessing supreme. 
And then this ends on the dedication of blessings when it's chanted. By the power of this truth, may joyous victory be yours. And if you're doing it for yourself, it would be, may joyous victory be mine. So that ending is, etena sacha wajjena hotume or hotute jaya mangalang. So I especially love um, one that I think kind of goes right into how many of us feel about the world condition these days. At the end, a mind unshaken when touched by the worldly states, sorrowless, stainless, and secure. This is the blessing supreme. So, and then even the one before that, I think, has uh, a lot of meaning when we think about having to work what we can do to work uh, towards climate change. We know there are forces much bigger than us in our small households uh, at, uh, who are who really need to make we need to make major changes throughout all of our um, countries and the way we do things. But the verse before this one about our own mind is to live austerely and purely, to see the noble truths and to realize Nibbana. This is the blessing supreme. I love the lines to live austerely and purely. Just uh, that's that's a good way to think about trying to maybe downsize or streamline with the way we use resources and to be be aware all the time of uh, how we're how we're living and is it gentle to the earth or are we harming the earth? So. These blessings we could match up pretty easily, too, with the Noble Eightfold Path. So when we have blessing ceremonies, like we do um, at Blue Lotus, we do uh, in December this year. You know, it's it's just a, a welcome, a new year. But th- these are the blessings, and they're all blessings that we give to ourselves this is this is how we create blessings for ourselves is to live this live this life so every day we're creating blessings for ourselves living harmlessly living honestly living frugally being generous, you know, these are the qualities, taking care of our loved ones, taking care of others, all of these qualities, uh, being kind. These are all the qualities that are the blessings that we create. We're creating these for ourselves. Then we can deal, then we can deal with whatever comes our way and we can also, um, you know, learn to have that steady mind, that mind of equanimity when we're looking at the world and seeing seeing all of the injustice and inequity. Um, even we can make choices about what we want to do about it, and we can certainly be active in 
getting out there and trying to help things change, but we have to do it with that peaceful, calm, wise mind. And that's when we want to be able to, um, a mind unshaken when touched by the worldly states, sorrowless, stainless, and secure. This is the blessing supreme. So that's that might be helpful if you're... Um, if you're struggling with the injustice that we see in the world, it's always been there and there will be forms of it probably as long as this world is, uh, as this world exists. But we want to have our own mind and the way we behave and the way we think to be as clear, as clear and stainless as possible so we can see things with equanimity and see where we can be of help and where we need to where we need to be an observer so why don't we sit i hope you like that sutta because it's it's uh, in the theravadan tradition it's probably chanted more almost as much as the metta sutta so there're little lots of opportunities to to hear it and you can it might be helpful to even learn certain sections of it and just uh, have it almost as a mantra. So why don't we sit together? Just let your body find the posture that allows it to be comfortable, but also awake and attentive. We don't have to be that we're not on alert. We don't want to create tension or anxiety in our bodies. So we want our body to be attentive and wakeful. So even with our eyes closed, we want to practice being awake. So be aware of the body breathing. And feel your feel yourself lifting up. Your shoulders can go a little back. And that can allow your typically unless you're overarching or pushing something too far that's not good for your body, you can find a comfortable posture. Part of that is to let you, to be able to allow you to sit longer, but it's also to let your body be free of pain, uh, pain in your body or tension, leg cramps, whatever, those don't help your meditation. So you want your body to be in a comfortable posture for you. And you'll, your body will tell you if it's, if it's not able to be in that posture. And if it's not, then you can, you can make adaptations. And then let the body breathe. 
so wonderful that it does it on its own. We can allow it to breathe. And when we practice, sometimes we may want to stay with the breath and even count the breath if we're having trouble uh, calming our mind, if our monkey mind is just running rampant. You may want to stay with each breath for a while. And you can count. Just go up to five and then start again if you're counting. But I'd recommend on the inhale, one. The exhale, one. And inhale, two. Exhale two, inhale three, exhale three, inhale four, exhale four, inhale five, Exhale, five. Just count long enough to let your body calm down, to let it help it settle. And whenever we're sitting in meditation, we use that breath as our anchor. If we become distracted or if we find ourselves uh, thinking and creating stories in our mind, then we can come back to the breath, stay with it for a while, then eventually you even let the breath go. I mean the body's breathing for us, but we become less dependent on coming back to it all the time to calm our mind. your thoughts come and go. Don't repress anything coming in through your sense doors. So you hear sounds. You might see bright lights on the inside of your eyelids or not. You're aware of any taste in your mouth, maybe toothpaste or something you've eaten. Or notice if your mouth is dry or moist. Be aware of the contact on your skin, the firmness of the earth, or the seat you're in. 
the feeling of air on your skin. Warmth or coldness. And be aware of the thoughts created by your mind. We don't want to repress them, so allow them to arise, just as we're doing with all the other input from our, into our sense doors. Let it rise. Just be aware of it, but then allow it to go. So the sounds come and go. The temperature changes, might feel too cool, then maybe it begins to warm up. Everything rises and then passes away. Just allow those thoughts to do the same thing. It's only when we reach out and feed them with our attention that we encourage them. So right now we don't want to encourage thinking or even holding, <clears throat> holding on to an unpleasant uh, sound or an unpleasant smell. We want to just be aware of it and then let it go. If you want to work with feeling tone, you think of the pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. to try and let go of the thinking. Just let the thoughts come and go.
Just be with yourself. Being aware of being firmly connected to the earth and to nature in this life. Can we see everything with gratitude, with gratitude and equanimity? As our time comes to an end today, we can share merit. May everything we do and think and say today be done not only for the benefit of ourselves, but for the benefit of all beings everywhere. May all of you and all beings everywhere be well, be happy, and be at peace. Thank you. Thanks for being part of my practice. Have a beautiful day, and I'll see you 
I'll be back on Tuesday. Thank you.